0: Hi everyone, welcome to Pod Culture and d This is Josh from Two Brothers Talk Games.
1: I'm Tyler from Talking Fail, and I'm playing as Aiden Hobbs.
2: Hi, I'm Ethan, and I'm playing Gary the Monk. Hello, I'm Kevin from the Nerdy Things Podcast. I will be playing
3: Zargash, the Dragonborn Paladin. I'm Crystal from Board Game Blitz, and I'm playing Amethystia, the Half Elf Bard.
0: Okay, so just give me two seconds of silence, and hopefully no one will yell bums this time. (laughs) Hi everyone, welcome to Dungeons & Dragons, podculture plays Dungeons & Dragons, because Josh is still not very bright. Um, Today we're doing a bit of a different thing. We're going to have a bit of a talk with uh, the player characters, Um, because everyone is all over the place at the moment. We're not doing a full episode... This week, um, I am going to be re-releasing two episodes with better sound and music and effects and everything, so it's going to be really good, but we thought we'd have a, a jolly good chat, because um, the guys are very close to leveling up. In fact, they are going to level up next week, one way or another, and so we'd have a little bit of a talk about how the game is going for them, and um, just what what kind of things they want to do to their characters. So guys, um, really good to have you.
3: It's Good to be here.
0: Yes. Excellent. So, guys, um, how how are you finding your? I think Crystal, you okay? Crystal, you said you'd played a few higher level campaigns with Dungeons and Dragons, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, previously, but this was yeah. your first, like, start at the bottom and work your way up kind of thing.
3: No. Well, so I've played, the only experience I had with RPGs prior to this campaign was like being at a convention and being handed a pre-generated character and playing for an hour with some strangers just to like try out the system. So I'd played in fifth edition in that capacity, I think twice. So like literally sit down, get handed a sheet. Everything's already made for me. I don't, it wasn't even really high level. I don't think it was kind of just like middle-of-the-road average whatever, Um, but like I didn't have a ton of abilities or cool stuff I could do, so it must have been fairly low, Uh, and I, I, when I did those, I was genuinely like, oh, this is a thing that I could probably really get into, but since board games are such a big hobby for me, I worried that if I started getting into RPGs that I would be, I would quickly run out of free time And as a matter of fact, that is exactly what has happened as a result of all of this. Yes. (laughs) Like, I'm so busy. (laughs) I At this point, as of the date of this recording, I'm doing this campaign once a week for an hour. I'm doing another Dungeons & Dragons campaign once a month for like four hours a session, so about the same amount of time total, just not split up as much. And then starting next month, Uh, I am going to be playing once a month with a different group doing the Star Trek Adventures RPG system. And we just created our characters for that a couple weeks ago. And then we're going to be getting into that soon. And that one, while I love, like, Dungeons & Dragons has been a lot of fun. I am really excited to get into Star Trek Adventures because Star Trek is a world that I am far more familiar with lore-wise. So I feel like I'll be able to potentially improvise and play around in that sandbox a little more intelligently if that makes sense
0: yeah Uh, i was trying to think of a pun with discovery or tilly or something (laughs) but i couldn't think of
3: any uh yeah i if i mean if i could just be sylvia tilly that would be awesome but i definitely wanted to be my own character and uh we're playing in a timeline that's way past when discovery is floating around in space so
0: so you you could actually say you're a descendant of of sylvia tilly
3: (gasps) oh man why didn't i see then i would have had to be human and i wanted to be a trill so but man that's a cool idea and why did i not like make like a descendant as my mentor or something i regret because you're
0: a trill you've got like the parasite thing right
3: yeah, like eh, eh, yeah, a, eh. yeah. I'm a joint trill, so I've got. Yeah, the worm. you
0: you you could <laughs> you you could give it the Cisco treatment.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah. I gotta Put say, it in a different body.
0: I was watching Deep Space Nine a few well a few months ago now. My goodness, and it was really interesting because that first conversation between uh, Cisco and Dax, and Dax is like. Look, you're uncomfortable with how I've changed. That's fine. Just be comfortable with being just be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I was reading something somewhere and it it was you know just one of those things you just see and you go, oh, I'll click and read that. And it was a discussion about how that conversation that I'd just watched was kind of how a lot of trans people try and identify, it's like, look, I understand you may be uncomfortable with this. That is okay. You just need to be comfortable with your uncomfortableness until you're comfortable with me. Again, okay, buddy, I'm still the same person. I'm still your friend. We know each other, it's all okay. And I thought, yeah,
3: okay, fair enough. That's a a very interesting comparison.
1: Yeah, I wonder how uh, intentional that was for the uh, the writers' part, you know, back back in that time.
3: I think what's really yes, funny. Nine was is is actually there's...
0: really progressive.
1: Yeah,
3: in, in very ways. much so, and they actually were very sneaky about how they handled Dax's character in some of the ways because mm. the episode where Dax meets her uh, ex-wife from a past life, they yeah. when they wrote it. I don't remember exactly how the story goes, so I'll probably get it wrong. But basically, they got it past the censors because it was very clear that it was a man and a woman that that had been married, and it wasn't super clear in the writing of the script that it's go- it was going to be two women kissing in the scene. And so they got away with it because the censors didn't actually realize that it was two women kissing, <laughs> <laughs> which it's so funny that, like, that's even you know, 20 years ago now, because DS9 started 25 years ago, so that scene was probably closer to 20 years ago now, but, like, that that was something you had to slip past the censors, like, a, just a kiss. There's literally nothing crazy about that scene at all. It's a really innocent, like, sweet kiss, and the so, fact so that it's, that's something.
0: And I'd love to point out, I don't watch Aronofsky's mo- movies, but it's not a Black Swan moment.
3: No, not at all. No. So That's I lovely. mean, we've we've clearly come a long way in the past twenty years.
0: Well, we think so.
3: We're trying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And Tyler, I think you said you'd played a Star Wars RPG with your friends.
1: Yeah. So, well, like, my Where production...
0: they all played diplomats or something.
1: <laughs> yeah. So the first, the yeah, uh, like, well, before the Star Wars thing. I listened to a lot of RPG podcasts, like uh Harmontown was like I think my first one. And then
0: um... that is a rough place to stop, my friend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I just I mean that's where I really that style is what I really kind of fell in love with of just like it's less about the mechanics and more about like the humor and the story, you know, and making up the story. Mm-hmm. Um and then I think you recommended like Adventure Zone and I think another one. Uh, to me, when we before we started this, I, so I've been listening to Adventure Zone.
0: I wouldn't have recommended Adventure Zone because I don't know it. Um,
1: oh, really? Maybe I, I would have found that from somebody else. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, um, I would have recommended probably God's Fall and Sneak Attack.
1: I, God's Fall sounds familiar. I might have tr- mm. listened to a little bit of that. Um, I, I, I have I, to I confess, to it like three or four now.
0: I hate Aram Vatien because he just has the most beautiful voice and i listen to it and i realize my voice is never going to be that nice it's never going to be that smooth it's never going to be that caramelly i will never be able to apply the production values he does i will not ever be able to match anything that man does and i i hate it and i love it
1: I, I, As somebody who dislikes the sound of his own voice as well, I, I feel you. Mm,
0: thanks, uh,
1: man.
0: So, so, of course, but, I, I hate the sound of my own voice, so what did I do? Start a podcast where every week I've got to listen back to it.
1: Yes. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, in that, in that first, uh, you know, my first time playing an actual character, uh, I pay. you know, it's Star Wars, so they kind of, you know, tweaked some of the roles and stuff. So I was a, I'm a, I think it's a rogue or no it's not a rogue in the game it's a it's a scoundrel that's the I like, I think Hardly. it's the rogue equivalent um and then everybody else but if we, the dm just kind of let us pick everything that we wanted or, you know, without kind of we didn't talk to each other when we picked our when we selected our characters and stuff <laughs> so uh yeah, it just it was just it just worked out to where two two of them picked nobles and then the third one picked a like a warrior and we did one short campaign, and then that guy who picked a warrior decided he wanted to reroll a new character. and he also, I think he picked an, I, oh no, uh, I think he picked a scout, which is still kind of like no, you know, none of them are really good fighters except for me, and I'm not even supposed to be a fighter. I'm more of a you know sneaky scoundrel guy, but now I'm the fighter of the group because that's just I'm the best fighter. Uh, because everybody wanted to be nobles and and scouts. Um, but that, that that that's one that we have a lot of fun with. Um, kind of similar to Crystal, where it's like uh, in her Star Trek game, where it's like I know Star Wars. I can. I, I'm pretty sure I know. I know more about Star Wars than the than our uh, our game master. And so like, you know, it just really. I, I'd ask. I totally come with him with like. Well, okay. So this piece of technology exists. Do we have access to it? And he's like, uh, "No, I've never heard of that. So I don't really know how to game, how to insert that into the game." So, um, yeah, but it's fair yeah, it's really. I, it's I really was going to say
0: that for me would be where I would mess with the person because I'd make something
1: up. <laughs> well,
3: I think that, that's one of nope. your. Sorry, uh, Josh. That's definitely one of your strengths. Is you're really good at coming anyone. up with stuff on the fly. <laughs> like, it's been, I think, and that's kind of um, the other group that I'm playing D&D with has a little bit less experience um, DMing in general. And we're actually going to be passing the DM hat around in that group. So that'll be interesting. But, like, I find that there is oh, a I'm, I Oh,
0: I want to listen to Crystal DM. I want to find uh, out... <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm very excited about the prospect of that, but we probably won't get to me DMing for a while. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So we're like even our DM currently is also controlling a character because we're gonna pass the DM hat around. So everybody also has a character, and he's just kind of letting the group dictate what decisions get made in general, but he's still controlling a character too. Very
0: nice.
1: Um, well, um, so oh, sorry. sorry yeah. real quick, oh. One other thing uh, with my with my Star Wars group. Uh, I kind of volunteered because our our game master, like he he was talking about how he always has to be the the GM for whenever anybody wants to play. So I was like, oh, you know what? I'll let's make a second like a little side campaign where we all have all new characters and basic and and I think and I was going to be and I'm the DM for that one. So, uh, but the, my idea for that one was uh, we've got four guys. What if we just do like stormtroopers? They're all stormtroopers. They're all super generic. Like their stats are really basically the same. Mm-hmm. And just like I, 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 I think because I don't know how to how to DM, I'm kind of I'm probably doing it wrong in several different ways because I'm kind of stifling some of the creativity by making forcing them to be uh, stormtroopers. But it, not I, necessarily. Like, I, I kind of want to try. There's it, a lot. Just, of,
0: there's a lot of potential creativity they could have there. Like, yeah. so they we may did, all be stormtroopers, but those little individual ticks, like how does one express oneself as a stormtrooper, could it be a really good challenge for role players. That might
3: actually be really good.
1: Yeah, we did We did one game uh, in, like, one long session, and uh, two of the guys, they kind of they split off into pairs, and two of them played, it like, straight-up soldiers, you know, fighting for the Empire, and the other two kind of just, like... I don't know what they were thinking, but they 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 ended up like murdering a bunch of civilians and then they had to like murder more civilians to cover up for the for the first round of murders. so it was just like this whole like slaughter fest and then they made like, me back up and I was like hey, so what would you guys do? uh nothing, nothing uh, we're up we're fine.
0: Just remember, no trend ocean. <laughs> I had to think of a language just then. That's embarrassing.
1: Um,
0: my, my other, Aside from running this group, um, I put my hand up at work and with some colleagues of mine originally to run d and And this year, we're doing the same thing as you guys are, Crystal. We're passing the DM hat around. So I'm actually going to get to play as a character this month. And I'm so looking forward to it. Um... I had an idea for a funny character, and part of me thought, okay. The the other thing is these are level two characters, um, because we just played them through their first level one quest. And uh, look, we all we all had a really good time, and it was was a lot of fun. And so when I passed the DM hat on, I was like, okay, you and me roll up the character now. And so I've rolled up a halfling barbarian rogue.
3: Interesting.
0: It's going to be like being attacked by a preschooler.
3: (laughs) A really buff preschooler. Well,
0: no. Um, I've gone for a dexterity build barbarian. Okay. Um, Okay. Because there are finesse weapons, like rapiers and short swords, and halflings are actually really baller. I didn't realize this. And you can have a really, really good fighter just based purely on dexterity.
3: That's actually kind of cool. Yeah.
0: yeah.
3: I, I just had the idea. It's like
0: a halfling tank.
3: Yes. Like. So Josh, you obviously have more experience with D&D than the rest of bit. us. What? <laughs> Combine. Well, no. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, like all of us. So what has been either like the most difficult or the most surprising thing that, like you've experienced as a result of our campaign, and that can be something that's a criticism. Like I don't care because I no, like um, I know that <clears throat> there have been moments that have been really tough for me because I'm new to it, and so that's I'd be okay. curious to hear your opinions on how things have been going okay. in
0: general. I'll, I'll answer the first, the second question first. Almost everything you guys do, um, <laughs> 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 to put in perspective, that quest that you guys have. Pretty well finished. The Halfling Casino. Uh Uh-huh. I wrote about a thousand words of like all different kind of, okay, and, and this is, okay, everyone, how Josh approaches writing a quest. I start off with an idea, and the original idea for that quest was that you guys would go into a pub, there would be like a bit of a protection racket going on, and that's how we would lead into that. And so what I do is, like, okay, great. What do I want to do from here? And I roughly sketch out, like, what the organization would look like, uh, how I'm going to put the hooks out there, the leads that you guys can follow, depending on how your dice rolls go and depending on how you guys interact with with the idea. And I then start drawing maps. And my drawing skills are awful. So this casino actually has three levels and you guys bypassed two of them, which was great. It... <laughs> Josh isn't that's, bitter at what's all. What's
3: wonderful is you've let us be crazy. You haven't, you know, tried to, you know, you've you've gently guided us when it was necessary, but you've when kind necessary. of let us go crazy and it's been really fun. <laughs> Probably I mean, the...
1: that's one of my favorite things is to approach a, tar- a problem. I don't know. Maybe I just think of things differently than yeah than what Josh does. But um, in in our Given Star that we're Wars different game, different people. Yes. Yes, true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, but like in our Star Wars game, uh, basically our our job was to uh, there's like an asteroid with a little base on it, and the way that he built the the there's like a hangar area, and then there's hallways, and there was no like airlocks to separate the ha- the hangar from the rest of the base. And so we we invade the base, take it, clear out all the guys that are inside the base, and then, like, five ships land and unload, like, 20 guys, and they're all, like, super high level compared to us. And so, like, the our, our game master was like, all right, we have a big old fight. Like, they're going to capture you guys. Like, that's what he was thinking in his head. And then uh, right as, you know, they're landing, and we had somebody in, like, a control room. And I was like, hey, wait a second. Um... Can we vent the entire base of air, and suck all of them into space? Give me a second, give me a
0: second, give me a second.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, I've turned on my camera. Oh, Holy crap. oh, oh, oh wait a second. If I uncover it, it might actually work. We're good. Oh, Ethan's here!
3: Hi, Ethan!
2: I didn't know we were doing this today. I thought we were skipping. <laughs>
3: We, we were skipping we, we made a bit of regular, a but we decided to have a little chat about, like a meta chat about how our experience has been going.
0: Oh, okay. So
3: okay. We're, we're doing that right now, and Josh is showing us a, a black I,
0: I just want to know. fuzzy screen. Okay, I'm not coming to... Oh, uh, I know why. There we go. <gasps> okay. Hey, look! Okay. So, I look like Ethan. My God. Um, Tyler, when you said, let's vent the base." And flush these guys out into vacuum. This is what I did.
1: Yes. <laughs> Those not
0: watching, yes. which is all of you, Josh held up the twin metal horns. Like, yes, that is what you do. That is how you terrorize shit. Yes. <laughs>
2: yeah. So,
1: so all of us were able <laughs> to find um, little, you know, sealable rooms. that We, you know, tucked ourselves away and then vented the whole base of atmosphere. And they all flew mm-hmm. off into space. And the DM was like. You know, that was, I was totally unexpected. And like, but it was such a perfect solution that, you know, I, I didn't even want to try and like pop, pop, poke holes in that. Like, it was just perfect. And yeah. so, um, yeah, that's, that's how to, I approach problems.
0: You guys do that to me all the time, and it's great. I I, I enjoy it when you do things like that. Um, I'm just trying to think of another really good example other than the Halfway Casino where you guys went straight through the window. And it was perfect. Um,
3: I've I've enjoyed the moments where we threw you for such a loop that you weren't quite able to get on your feet immediately. Because honestly, most of the time, we've thrown a thing at you and you've had the answer or the solution or the yes or no right away. And I specifically remember the one time where we knew we had to go down into the sewers. I'm going to see if I can make
0: the face that I made. Go on.
3: And we were like oh, well, we were just in a library. Clearly the library would have, like, city planning information or a map of the sewers, something like that. Let's go get it. And you were like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> You're like, so maybe don't go back to the library because there's no map <laughs> or whatever. The other thing back I
0: realized into- is, <laughs> holy shit, I haven't sketched out a full map of the city, because I wasn't expecting for you guys to ask for one, um, how quickly can I draw one right now?
3: And I, I will say that, I think one of the most difficult parts for me of playing this game has been the, like, spatial awareness aspect. Like, we don't obviously that we is a do a difficult the thing with the mind. The,
0: that is a difficult thing to do. Um, yeah. Probably the other thing that really threw me was when I gave you guys the bag of holding. Yes. <laughs> and I don't know, like, I've been playing d d for years, and I've never wanted to weaponize a bag of holding. And this is, my brain reacted like this, like,
3: And, and I, I what's to, funny is it wasn't I just to one say of us driving no. that. We were all coming up with interesting ways to utilize the bag all at once. Like, we just, as a group, like, took for this bag. We should have named the bag. Is what we should have done, honestly.
0: <laughs> I wanted to say, I, I, no, you can't do that because of this reason, and I thought, no, what they're doing is logically consistent. I can't say no to logical consistency. <laughs> all right. Well, I,
1: and aside from being you know, hilarious, I feel like that was one of the big, like, first moments where we really got to like bond as a group. We were yeah. all kind of, we yeah. all had this this When you guys
0: were all riffing of, back and forth, it was great. Yeah, we
1: had got this common somebody's... goal of trying to break the game,
0: <laughs> or, <laughs> or or the dungeon master. Out of the
3: bag, like running with a person in a in a bag. <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I remember when you guys did that. I was like. This is the dumbest use for a bag of holding I've heard of. And yet, it's the best use of a bag of holding. The only way I thought it might be better is if Gary had had it like on a, like a backpack with um, Aiden in the back with bow and arrow. Oh. And you would have had like a monk battle mech.
1: Well, Why didn't we do that? we'll do next time. <laughs> <laughs> so we still have the bag, so it's yes, still not... You still back. do have the bag, yes.
0: Well, all you need in think, there really is a snorkel.
3: Yes. <laughs> but that's... I, it's actually an interest... The bag is kind of a metaphor for our campaign in a way because it gave us something to bond over early on and like helped bring us together. But then as we got more comfortable with one another, both like character-wise and people-wise... More things came out
0: of the bag. More things We, readable, did to we didn't bag. have to
3: rely on the stuff like the bag as much anymore. And the bag moments were still great, but I think we're able to, we didn't have to latch on to a single thing as much as we have been progressing. I mean, and we've played for what? Total of 14, 15 16 hours? 16 hours. 16 hours. About that, Now, yeah. so, like that's a lot of time that we've it spent is. together.
0: It is. Actually, to be honest, with the casino mission, I expected you guys to use the bag and Amethyst's ability to disguise herself and sneak you all in? I thought, like, haha, that, that would have been that would have been tricky. And then you guys like, yeah. no, nope, through the window. <laughs> um Ethan, we kind of skipped you because you were not here. Um how are you enjoying the game of D and D, Ethan?
1: Uh it's pretty fun.
3: You sound so enthused.
1: <laughs> I feel like uh, some of us are, you know, newbies, and we're kind of bumbling our way through. And then Ethan is there just to kind of like, "All right, guys, come on." Like, I actually this find is how Ethan in done. some
0: ways the worst example of comic humor, because it's like, "All right, I'm up out the window."
3: But yeah, but he like he's I, consistent. It, like his character is probably the most consistent out of all of us. Like he knows himself as a character better. At least I won't speak to other people, but at least for me, like I kind of don't know who amethysia is all the time, but like Gary knows who he is. He knows he likes tea. He knows he's going to jump out that window at a moment's (laughs) notice and he doesn't have to think about it beforehand. He knows that he's vegetarian. He knows like all, there's all these things like, I know Gary the monk better because of how good Ethan has been at playing him.
1: Agreed. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know for myself it's kind of hard because I want to be like a rogue, scoundrelly character of like, kind of walking the line between good and bad just because that's fun, and yeah. since I'm lawful good, I like I have to like stop myself and like well, I think you know even here's the thing even with you, the know, you had to kind of stop me for a second and you know like is that was that was that what a good person would do and I'm like no, <laughs> sorry. L- let me put it
0: this way your alignment is not set. If you new, yeah. if you start acting more chaotic, for, for you that makes no difference. The only person that that makes a difference for is actually Ke- uh, Kevin or Zargash. He is the only one of you that actually has something that would keep his behavior in a certain way, and that's his paladin oath. Now, admittedly, his Paladin Oath is, you are the Punisher. <laughs> Which, admittedly, is the fun one. And I'm trying to think of ways to make that conflict. And I'm going to do something with that.
1: Well, that's good. <laughs> I, um, I, um, I know for me, because I kind of put it into like my backstory as like, maybe he was a little, uh, Aiden was a little bit more scoundrelly in the past, but now he's, you know what, I'm going to go the good path. So I'm gonna try and be good. I might mess up, but I'm. My goal is to be good, and so that's yeah. kind of how I've been explaining it in in game.
0: Yeah. Um. And to answer Crystal's second question, which was Josh, what are the things you find most difficult? Um. It's being enough of a coach that you guys start to use your abilities freely but not being so handholdy that I'm quarterbacking or just driving you guys down one path.
3: I think you've right. done a good job of balancing that. Cause there have been times where like w- you could feel that the group didn't know what to do next. Mm. And that's, you know, partially because of inexperience or whatever else. But I think, I think you've done a good job of mm. gently reminding us about certain things mm. or like when I was going to level up, You specifically said, hey, that heat metal ability that you can get, it's real cool. Like, you didn't say, take heat metal, but you implied that it would come in handy. And when I I looked at everything else, if I had seen two other things that I desperately wanted more, I would have taken them, but heat metal did look cool, so...
0: (laughs) And it is cool. Um, I like it, because you can do a lot of damage with it. Um, One example is... um, Okay. For example... um, Tyler, Aiden has cast one spell that I can remember. Yes. Only one.
1: Maybe um, two, but
0: yeah. May, maybe maybe two. two. Gary, you have used so far none of your shadow abilities? Ethan? Well, you know, All right. I haven't found the right time for it. That's fair enough. Um, Crystal, you've gotten better. And the I was gonna say, oh, you don't do a lot of um actually the thing you don't do a lot of is vicious mockery. And I kind of I kind okay, of Okay,
3: okay, here's here's the story with vicious mockery. Because <laughs> and admittedly now I think it wouldn't be an issue, but like when we started, I don't remember what it was that you said, but you basically were like well, it's got to be a good insult, or if it makes me laugh, then I'll count it, or then it'll work. No,
0: no, 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 sorry. If it makes okay. me laugh, <laughs> you do auto double damage.
3: Oh, double damage, okay. Yes. But you were like, it's got to be a good insult, like, it has to be a good yeah. one, and then in the first or second episode, I tried using it, and it. you were, le- you were like, dude, hmm. let, like, brushes it off <laughs> his shoulder, nothing happens, and I was like, oh, man, he, he I was like, a, maybe I just he... don't do Vicious Mockery, <laughs>
0: Because he hit his wisdom save.
3: I know, I know, but it's just like it. I know. I think I, I do. I'm actually, this is going to sound like a silly thing to say, but I think That's I'm okay. a reasonably funny person in my everyday life. But like most people, I have that fear of telling a joke and having it fall flat. And I, regardless of whether the character I'm directing it toward thinks it falls flat or not as a result of a role, like if the room doesn't laugh, that's tough. And coming up with jokes that quickly on the fly is difficult, and I don't want to write a pre-generated list of things, because that's okay. just not me.
0: Ad- admittedly, <laughs> so. my, my favorite one of those so far, um, there's a couple. There's one from Sneak Attack, and I'm not going to spoil it for you, Aiden. Um, y- you'll know when you get there, and it's really good. But my, my other favorite is from Heroes and Halfwits, which is the D&D thing run by um, Rooster Teeth. And it's in like the first or second episode, and their bard, played by Jeff Ramsey, for anyone who likes rooster teeth, just yells at a bear, you got a tiny dick. <laughs> <laughs> Which, admittedly, the bear then saved, and he's like, no, I don't. <laughs>
3: I generally prefer oh, but, my jokes right. to be a little bit more intellectual, but <laughs> I more, can appreciate I can appreciate that too.
0: <laughs> the, the yelling of "You've got a tiny dick!" Yes, um, cool. So that I think. And probably, the bear understood uh, it. Apparently so. Yes.
2: I didn't know bards could speak in bear.
3: Um, I think back I mean, in it's in three point five. Just the words directed at them, right? Like yeah.
0: Like, it's it's not that they need to understand the words, bards use words to shape the universe to their liking. Much in the same way writers do. So yeah, there you go. Yeah.
3: I think one of the things that I've learned from this and from my other D D campaign, and something that I've been struggling with a little bit and I'm not quite sure how to rectify in general, is the fact that like we, if we do want to have different alignments, then like you, the group needs to have some cohesion, obviously, like there needs to be a positivity and a rapport between the characters within the group. So if you choose an alignment, that's not good, how you rectify your behavior with your friends and with other people seems to be something that is a little more nuanced and difficult than i w- am willing to take on and nice. like in my other rpg campaign you were on twitter uh, we were talking i was originally going to play an evil character and then everybody on twitter was like don't do that no you should
0: my <laughs> oh, no, the, the character I'm, i've, I've rolled up, well, um huckle up he rolled an evil alignment
3: so does that make you evil to everybody though like yeah. like how, See, I... how could you have a DD campaign if you're not, if your character isn't friends with your party, like that, in my head, I can't um, rectify that. We're, we're See, for of, me,
0: we're, we're essentially a team of mercenaries, um, and I've got a friend who might want to play, and the character I'd probably give him is an Azamir, who's like a half-angel paladin, and he'd be the moral compass of the group. My character would be the amoral compass of the group.
3: Yeah, but then how so, do you accomplish anything? It just doesn't feel... It's kind
0: of like with um, what you were saying before, Tyler. You've got your four stormtroopers, and two are like, yeah, for the Empire, pew, pew, pew. And then your other ones are like, okay, we killed some civilians. We better kill a bunch more so there's no witnesses. Well,
3: what were you going
1: to say, Tyler? I was going to say, like, the way that if I rolled, like, an evil character amongst, amongst a group of, of good characters was I'd be like, all right, this is like the Avengers and I'm Loki. I'm uh, you know, we got to fight a bigger bad guy than me. We're, so we're kind of we have a focused goal, or a goal that we're all focused on. But I'm still kind of in it for myself and if I see an opportunity to you know, once that big bad guy's done and th- then I'm going to try and seize power real quick in the chaos or something. Like that's how I would approach that.
3: I feel like that's probably easier for experienced DD players to do well. And from at least my experience with this and my other campaign, well, not this one specifically, my other campaign is a really good example of this, is when somebody is kind of pushing back against the will of the group, it can slow the story down, which doesn't seem like a good thing.
0: Well, evil doesn't have to push against good. Sometimes it can just exploit it.
3: Yeah. yeah. I just, I think the story is the most fun for me. And so if the story isn't moving forward as a result of someone else's like, you know, distraction, then it kind of it gets frustrating for me personally. Which is who knows why I wanted to play an evil character, but I'm not now, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> that'd be fun. Anyways, um, we've covered why we're playing. Um, so I said you guys are gonna level up uh next session and you're within a hundred XP, and I I can find a way to give you guys that. So with level four, you guys gain. Okay, you can either choose to gain attributes, so you can add two to one stat or one to two stats, or you can choose a feat.
1: Um, yeah, you sent the link of the feats over I earlier did. today, and some pretty cool ones. Uh, I've been I've been doing a lot of scrolling just because it's such a huge list.
0: It's a pretty um, so big I, list.
1: Sorry, I need to, I'm going to do some more research on specific things in that list before I make a decision.
0: That's fair enough. For, for you, I kind of like the, um, the Sharpshooter. Yeah, I, I don't think he needs
2: to one. be any better at shooting things.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I was kind of thinking no, about that. Sharpshooter actually has an ability where you roll a 5 to hit, but you do plus 10 damage.
2: It doesn't really sound like sharp shooting. So it's like that's, eyeball. That's gambling shooting.
3: Gambly shooting.
0: Well, there, there is another one, Ethan, which I thought you might like. Um, mm-hmm. There's a couple of interesting ones. Um, one is Martial Adept, that allows you to do cool, like, fighting things. Uh, the other is Mobile where you would increase your speed by another 10 feet.
2: Yeah, that seems excessive. <laughs> what am I going to need all that speed for? Actually,
0: the one I was going to recommend for you, Gary, uh, Ethan, and um, actually on the week, uh, not on the weekend, last week, um, Ethan, what is the reason you picked Gary as your character's name?
2: Oh, yeah. So, it, well, there's a few reasons. One is Josh's suggested name was embarrassing.
0: Um, <laughs> what was that name, Ethan?
2: It was, it was dumb. It was Polonius. <laughs> yeah.
3: I mean, Polonius Monk. Polonius Monk is, you know, that's a. <laughs>
2: it's like if that was an NPC you ran into and talked to once, it'd be like, oh yeah, uh, very funny. But as a main character, it's like, oh jeez it's like it's like when you play Dragon Age 2 and your character's called Hawk and you think, I'm going to call him Ethan
0: or Bob. Okay, Bob Hawk was a uh, prior Prime minister, Prime minister of Australia. Yes.
2: Oh. And it, you just look him up, slamming down beers at the at Sydney Cricket Ground. He's like 90 and he just chugs all that beer. He, he he's is a, still he's in the camp. Guinness Book
0: of Records too. He's a champ. No, yeah,
2: uh, yeah. so I thought Thelonious, like, I'll change it. And I thought, well, it'll be funny to be playing a game like D&D with a character that has a mundane name. Like a like a, an Earth name, if you will.
3: Yeah, we've got Zargash and Amethystia and Aiden and Gary.
0: <laughs> well, Aiden, Aiden's, Aiden's, Aiden's like, a fairly mundane name. Called. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. We,
2: now that we've decided just to go with Aiden. it's like only... At least Agash has an out there name.
3: I mean, I couldn't make y'all call me Amethysia forever, because that's just too much. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we were stumbling. Um, so I thought, yeah, okay. Uh, Gary. Gary sounds kind of funny. But, like, in England, like there ain't no babies being called Gary as anywhere near as much anymore.
3: I don't so think it's thought... as popular a name in the States anymore, either. Like, you still run into adult Garys, and, like, there yeah. were Garys my age, but I don't, like... I can't remember the last time I heard of a kid named Gary.
2: Well, my thought is, like, you know, if Gary... If, if there are no more Garys, then, like, if it's an old-fashioned, like, name, then it probably makes sense for a DD d character. Mm-hmm. So if that was... More thinking than you might think went into that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Ethan, I just sent you a skill that would kind of fit the theme. Of the of the way that, uh, I'm thinking for your character. So I'm not sure if you want to share it for like plot reasons.
3: I'm looking through the list of feats right now. There's some really there's good a, ones. Yeah, there's a lot of them.
0: Yeah, I mean. There's a the list of feats. Uh, there's a link. Give me a
3: sec. In the Slack.
0: Uh, oh, feats! I I found, I found it. Oh. <laughs>
3: course, we all go to copy and paste links all over the place. Where,
0: where are my feet? At the end of your legs. <laughs> oh my goodness, there's so many. Yeah.
2: Hmm. Servo crafting.
3: Hey uh
2: What? Oh, it's world specific feet. Never mind. Oh,
0: okay. I was gonna say what? I don't remember that one. Um, Racial pre- feats. There's some pretty cool things. Um I I confess there's a few that I really think are really really cool um lucky i think is annoying oh and the other thing uh crystal you may not remember you still have an inspiration dice that you haven't used yet
3: oh yeah i still haven't used it yeah i was going to at one point but then i was like no this isn't that important of a thing i'll Mm -hmm. wait and, yeah, so I still haven't used it. And i I'm, it's not like I'm holding it back for anything in particular. There just hasn't been an opportunity where it made sense yet. Also, yeah, like I don't get hurt very often, and I feel like that's eventually going to come back and bite me.
1: <laughs> it will.
3: <laughs> I'm going to get wrecked at some point.
0: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> actually, um, the other thing I noticed, and I told Ethan this last week, um, I actually got a rule wrong, and I was – I, I do this all the time, and it's really annoying. Um, when I rolled that crit against Zargash, I rolled 2d12 for the damage. Half-orcs, however, have this thing where if they crit, they roll an extra dice. Oh, wow.
3: So,
0: yeah, I should I, potentially that half-orc could have done, like, 42 damage in one go. Jeez. <laughs> Which I mean, Zargash
3: point, got wrecked anyway, so... Yeah.
0: This could have been outright killing him. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Actually, Zargash is interesting because he has an ability called Hunter's Mark, which is a bonus action, and that adds 1d6 to the damage he does to one opponent. He can then roll his damage and then give a Divine Smite. So he is capable of rolling on a crit four d eight and a d6 for damage.
3: Dang.
0: So he can he can hand out the hurt when he wants to.
3: Yeah that's crazy.
0: Yeah. And at level five he gets misty step, which is bullshit.
3: So what's the what's like can you give us any not spoilers but like oh, yeah, sure. any peeps about what potentially is coming after the casino?
1: And I know we still have to find that book.
3: We yes. have to find the book. You're that's going the, to that's find it. A... The end of this arc, right? The, like, there's only
0: one more side quest. I promise.
3: I mean, I don't mind. It's not like, that's the best thing about D I feel is that it can be as long or as short as anybody or we want it to be, you know, we can wrap things up at a certain point or we can keep playing forever. Technically.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're good. Um, I should probably ask, how good are you guys with horror movies?
3: When you say, how good are we with, you mean knowledge about or ability to watch? Because...
0: Ability to watch. Uh,
3: I uh. Old horror movies, I'm fine with. Although there's a notable exception from a week ago that I'll mention in a second. Modern stuff, often I cannot do. Especially, I don't... jump scares are bad. Excessive blood is bad. Uh also okay. I just watched the thing for the first so, time. Let me write that down. Oh.
0: excessive blood weed. very bad. Okay. Uh good to know. Re-
3: like I'm a, okay, like there's a website called does the dog die.com. I'm pretty sure that's a thing that exists. And nobody told me about the thing before like I knew what the thing was about in abstract and like the general story but I did not know about the dog and I'm very upset about the dog. <laughs> like oh gosh. <laughs>
0: This is why oh, the... I'm not allowed to kill Fluffy.
3: Oh, no, I'll lose it. I would fully lose it if Fluffy dies. Like, you don't understand. <laughs> like, Aiden
1: would be sad. Crystal,
0: word yeah. of advice. But... Never tell the dungeon master what will make you lose it.
3: No! Okay. What would like, lose I it
2: obsessed. is if I got chocolate all the time. No, I would... <laughs>
3: And there was another person just trying to charm Fluffy away from us. Like he that was enough that I was like, know. "No, no, no, no. Stop it right now. Don't take he, the dog." He,
0: he just wanted to give
1: her people food. He likes yeah. dogs.
3: Uh, man, now you're going to kill Fluffy.
1: <laughs> yeah, like Aiden will be will be, you know, well be, be sad,
0: but he can resurrect her. But, yeah. Oh, go, Which means we can, can kill Fluffy all the time. Fluffy. Yeah, yeah, every episode.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> oh my gosh you killed you killed fluffy you're a bastard <laughs> yeah
0: uh, the, the joke the joke stops being funny after the like the 48th time um yeah. so I, i've got a i've got the next side quest planned out pretty well perfectly and i'm pretty happy with it the main like Season finale quest, I'm still ironing out the details. Um and, and for season two, it's gonna make Ethan very upset. Oh. Alright. We're in season two. Not yet.
3: No, we're going later. But what I planned is gonna
0: make you very upset.
2: This is what's happening is the harmonious one no. temple being blown
0: up. No. But I don't mean Gary. I mean Ethan. Um
3: Did he like throw spiders at you in the shower when you all were kids or something like is there like
0: no. a No 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 no
1: no
2: no 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 no
3: no
2: no 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 no. He's always Australian spiders that's a bootable
0: offense. <laughs> oh, I'm not even
1: <fixture> no. Not interested. Oh,
0: spiders are bad too. All right, okay, shit. All right, write down. All spiders on. bad.
3: I'm so lucky. I've lived in Las Vegas for ten years, and I have only seen one scorpion in person. I am incredibly lucky. I'm knocking on all of the wood right now. Like,
0: <laughs> we we we've seen a few redback spiders over the last couple of weeks.
3: I don't even know what a redback spider is, and I don't care to know.
0: <laughs> um, they've got, they've got a spot second red on most their back. venomous spider in Australia. Oh.
3: Okay.
2: Yeah, but they haven't killed anyone in like decades. Well, reportedly.
0: Um, so yeah there's a few interesting things I got planned Um, and as I told you guys I'm planning on doing a charity stream in September and I'm just kind of figuring out how I'm going to do that and um, the ins and outs of that situation Um, but yeah I'm I'm having a lot of fun currently and later today I'll be releasing um, the two episodes 15 and 16 but with better audio and everything, and just to keep everything to a good standard, because like I said to you guys before we started recording, work for me has been just overly intense, and Ethan and I went through what we went through um, a little while ago, and so it's been a bit more than I think we would have wanted everything to be, but um, it, it, it certainly drained a lot of my emotional and intellectual energy, so it's all good.
3: Well, I know we've said it before, but thank you for all of the work that you put in to make this happen, and you know, banding together a group of complete strangers to do this because it's been a lot of fun.
0: I do love that it just started with me in a Slack group saying, "Hey, does anyone want to play D and D?" And everyone's like, "And what's funny is as soon as I I said
3: yes." I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? Why do I want to play D D with complete strangers over the internet? That sounds like the most horrible idea I could have ever done. And man, it's been the best. <laughs> Thank
1: you. You get 10%. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, when I when I saw your post, I was like, Yeah, what I mean, worst case, it you know, it ends after like three weeks because nobody can make it because of timing or scheduling. So yeah, I'll give it a shot and
3: it's if we fun. can do it from literally halfway around the world, anybody can do it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were able to coordinate the schedules of five busy people, or I don't know how busy Ethan is, but uh... <laughs>
3: He's busy yeah, taking four, a nap.
1: Four busy people and Ethan. I and mean, then I think we Hi.
3: <laughs> Oh. It it's
0: right. it's sad because it's accurate.
3: No. He's just not busy. Always on... In the
0: conventional sense.
3: ...Tuesday afternoon. It took me a second to remember what day and time it is there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Yeah, that's a bootable offence, too. What? Not knowing the time in Australia. Um, so, guys, look, we will be back next week as, uh, as normal. Um, and I look forward to talking to you guys then and, and pretending to be things that I am not.
3: More adventures! Hey! Huzzah!
0: More bags! No, you're
1: not <laughs> bags getting another for bag of holding. Everyone.
0: You're not getting another we'll, bag of holding. Not after working we'll into the last it, one.
1: We'll put
2: one bag into the into the first one and we'll have divided by zero.
0: what Culture Plays DD is an independent creation put together by myself and the other people you listening listening to. I'd love to thank Gavin the Miracle of Soundgun for the use of his music. Please go buy it all, he's amazing. All the other sound effects come from internet libraries. If you have any queries, please contact us at twitter at podculturednd. Until next time, be good.